Three back, three back. Why do I feel like a rapper? My infatuation with Diddy was surreal. Bittersweet, this song. R.I.P. to one of the greats. Yes, Andre Harrell. Yes. Oh my gosh, it's our anniversary. Yo, dude, it's been a year. One year. Like, how has it been a year? Like, we started this pod a year ago, bro. I know. That's wild. Time really flies, especially when you're on quarantine. Tell me about it. Jeez. (laughs) Hey, y'all. Hey. Back at it. Back at it. I'm Sharona, Young Rony Rome. And I'm Janielle, recording from my room. (laughs) Yes, yes. We are not together. We're doing this uh, quarantine style. But, you know, we just get it how we live. This is episode 20. We figured that out beforehand. Um, yeah, and it's literally our one year anniversary. We took a little hiatus just to kind of, you know, get our lives and we're back. Like, this is pretty cool. Thank you. I just like off the top. Thank everybody who has been faithfully listening to us, tuning in, listening to the shenanigans and the mix up and the drama and the this and that for the past year. Like it's just been just a vibe, pure vibes. Yep. It's been it's been a very interesting 2020 thus far. But you know, it's all about reflection. It's all about just really being together just being well literally together with your family mm-hmm. <laughs> getting your life together getting your shit together it's like yeah it's, it's i don't even know what to say what to think like the fact that we're even doing this by um, like skype not even skype sorry uber conference yeah. it but here's the thing though when we first started we actually said that we wanted to try this because right. of schedules and we like if somebody was out of the country we were trying to figure out how is this gonna work yeah and we never got a chance to do it until now so hey yeah. kind of works <laughs> yeah totally um, so I'm not mad at it, you know, or keep it safe, do what we need to do. It's true. Like lately when somebody has asked me, you know, how am I doing? The most I can say is like, I'm doing good overall, overall, but literally all I could really say is like, I'm literally taking this day by day, Absolutely. like literally taking this day by day. Yeah. But, that's um, all you can do. Yeah. Like literally. So, I mean, it's been a year and like, you know, let's just like take a little minute to reflect. I mean, like when we first started, I feel like, you know, and this is something that people have told us, you know, thankfully that we've always sounded natural and conversational and like the mic wasn't really there. And that's just cause that's how we talk in general. But exactly. do you feel like 
you have gotten more comfortable with this is like a form of public speaking in a way because literally anybody can hear you like anywhere in the world and once it's out on the web it's like free game like does that has that like boosted your confidence because you you do public speaking or Mm -hmm. has it had any sort of like impact on you over the past year um I feel that it it has I mean when I'm online or when I do public speaking I don't really talk my business like that like this was before the open person overall but there's certain things I just didn't really care to share But I felt that the pod just made me way more open. Um, I feel like it's mainly mainly because I guess I'm just getting older. And just this, this is who I am. I'm comfortable in myself. I'm comfortable with the decisions I made in the past. I don't even call them mistakes. I call them like learning experiences and decisions that I made. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just felt that I just wanted to talk my shit. <laughs> yeah, just wanted to I talk my shit. Absolutely. Talk my shit. I felt like I couldn't really do that on Instagram at the time. And whenever I'm speaking to youth, I'm that kind of like that role model, that girl that has to be kind of politically correct and so on because I'm speaking to teachers I'm speaking to students so I just didn't want to put out that persona but I felt that the pod really just gave me this other layer to me Mm -hmm. and many people I find it very interesting between even your friends who I knew because we all kind of hung out together and so on they've all been like Danielle you're actually really funny right right. (laughs) they're like yeah it's like you're funny and it's not even like you're trying to be funny it's there's this part of you that is just actually hilarious like you just don't care and everyone always says that our dynamic it it just works and I feel that's one of the reasons why I'm so open is because like I've known you from like for like however like however long and Mm -hmm. because I'm around you and in your environment and so it's just there's as soon as that mic comes on I don't know (laughs) it's like a whole other genialle comes out this other piece of me comes out so I find the pod just this outlet for me to just really be open and talk about anything under the sun I mean, there's certain things that obviously I'm going to keep to myself. I'm not, I'm open, but not that open. But um, the journey has been amazing. And I, this is a little sentimental. I don't, I couldn't see myself doing this with, any, with anybody else but you. Like, honestly. Uh... Yeah, um, yeah, you know, I have a little, you know, you know, every now and then I got to get a little soft, you know, you know. Yeah. <laughs> this hard exterior there's a little bit of there's this little yeah, bit yeah. of a a softy in me but really and truly like our dynamic is dope like it's easy whatever yeah, it's so, easy um yeah yeah you made a good point um about being older and 
I feel like both of us are just in this like no fucks given sort of place in our lives at this point. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like, you know, in your teens and early 20s and all of that, it's all about, you know, the people around you and how you're perceived and what they think and all those things. And so we're constantly in our heads, whereas like, I feel like as we are growing into the women that we're that we are and that we're becoming, we are literally like very we both share that um, that trait of being um, uh, unapologetic about who we are and what our experiences are. And I feel like for myself as well, because, you know, me and anyone who knows me on a personal level knows that like I am not an open book like you know Mm -hmm. especially on the internet or social media and all those kinds of things so the pod for me has been that sort of like uh, diary sort of situation where it's like you know what like yeah let me just have this conversation and see where it goes and and allow the thoughts and emotions to just like come out without overthinking it or without like pre-screening it. Like, you know what I mean? Um, And for me, it's definitely been um, rewarding and like freeing in that way. And then, and then to be received so well is just like a bonus. Cause yeah, like we get the comments and, you know, people's feedback and all of that. And just to know that like, people can relate to anything or something that either of us are saying is mm-hmm. like very rewarding, you know? And um, yeah, so like, I'm definitely thankful for this platform because of that. And it's just, yeah. it's just, uh, it's just our thing. Like we started this just to document our journey, like anything that comes along with it um, will be a bonus, will be amazing. But at the very core, it's just like a place for us to talk our shit. And like you said, like online, you know, you may have a certain like professionalism, you know, on Instagram or something because, you you know, and myself as well, we have like various clients and coworkers and mentees and all those things. But I personally feel like if you found my pod, it means that like, I'm not in control of what you might hear, what you might feel offended by or whatever the case may be, because you came to my pod, like, you know what I mean? So that's kind of how I feel about that. So it's like when we're in behind the stage territory, it's like anything goes, like anything goes. I agree. And I will never forget, like, even with your, with, how open you've been because I think it was episode three it was just like oh you asked for struggle and we were talking about um certain ish, certain things that happen in our lives I spoke about New York then you spoke about your um situation and um mm. how emotional you got and I was just like okay all right we're potting now in the words of Joe Bunnan, <laughs> yeah. like, wow, like that was, that was like, I didn't think that you would get that vulnerable and you did. And I was just like, okay, yeah, this is a whole other side that you're allowing um, listeners 
to get into. That took a lot of guts, honestly. Yeah, but you know, like I said, it it it's almost like the mic just becomes invisible. And yeah. if the conversation and I love when we've had like like our guests here as well, you know, like yeah. our girlfriends for a couple mm-hmm. of episodes and that conversation flows and it just goes where it needs to go and that has also been an awesome experience but yeah shout out to us one year yeah. happy anniversary and all of that um yeah. yeah like okay so we're I don't know what day it's been since quarantine but I feel like I've been in my house for like <laughs> three months now and your girl is getting antsy so it's like like my goodness like we're really on lockdown fam like the it's it's like and the thing about it is is that I'm still on road like you know I'm still working but the fact that I like usually if like once the weather starts to get nice I'll be like okay I'm working but I know like I can hit up I don't know, like a little bar after or like get excited for the weekend because I know a day party is about to happen and so on. Yeah. But like, we don't have that confidence yet. No. And <laughs> I was actually looking on one of my girl's Instagram stories and it showed, I think it was May 10th last year. It was like, I think 22 or 23 degrees. And wow. a few days ago, we got snow. <laughs> there mm-hmm. was like a moment in time where there was a bit of snow, then hail. Like th- this weather has been trash. So there's a part of me that's kind of like, all right, maybe this is not a bad time to be in quarantine. <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what I said. I'm like, okay, while the weather's still wilding, I'm okay yeah. to be inside. But. Yeah not gonna lie like I'm getting to that point where it's like I want to be back on road like really like I want to go back to work because I like my job and I like my my career job like I like I want to go back to filming and and you know doing things that I do so it's like and not to mention travel I mean geez but it's just like yeah but like you know, like you said, you're working and stuff like that. But what else have you been doing? Like, I know for myself, I've been binge watching the hell out of like so many shows. And because I'm in the writing process, like I'm writing like a few times a week, um, like scripts and stuff. So so now when I'm watching shows, I'm obviously watching for different reasons taking real specific notes of things and that kind of thing but like I must say that has been enjoyable because I've never had so much time to actually take in like a tv series before like ever mm-hmm. so that mm-hmm. that has been a good thing but um I've I, mean, I, I feel like I've also learned uh reality about myself which is like procrastination at times is still like a monkey on my back that I have to shake because your girl is like I could be in like Netflix mode and like stay in Netflix mode all day 
and just like put off the things that I said I was going to do because I'm like, well, I'm going to be in quarantine tomorrow anyway. So yeah, tomorrow. <laughs> like I've done that. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> yep. I feel you. I feel you 1000%. Um, it, well, like I said, I, I work here and there. Um, two of my contracts is still active, which is great. I'm out there masked up, gloved up and everything, even though mm-hmm. certain things are obviously being lifted. I'm like, nope, I'm, masks are my new accessory now. Like, I'm, I'm good. I'm good for that. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I, I miss stuff. Like, it's my, um, the agency that I'm with, um, Judy Inc., they, they always, every week, they send us an email. Every single week they're sending us an email, just like a check-in, making sure that we're good. They're giving us resources, which is great. And like, I remember this time last year, I was busy in film. I was busy mm-hmm. with Judy. I was busy with my merchandising stuff. Like I was just juggling all of these projects. Now it's just the merchandising one in like certain like grocery stores that I'm doing at the moment, which is cool and all, but still it's it's not creative. Like I love, I love it regardless because it gets my mind going. It's still mm-hmm. a very easy job to do. And I do it on my own, which is great. I don't have to talk to anybody. I can just listen, put my ear pods in and be in my zone. But um, in terms of it being creative, it is not. So yeah. what I've been doing is doing like photo shoots in my house. Yeah. And just Yeah. Like that's, that's what it is. Like last yeah. year I did a photo shoot for my birthday. I would want, I wanted to do one this year. Uh, obviously couldn't really do it the way I wanted to do it, but I'm just like, I'm going to do this on my phone and make this happen. And every week I do a photo shoot. Now I do off-figure styling photo shoots. Right. Where I'm using clothing and just things I find in my house just to keep it interesting. I'm yeah. using masks to keep my creativity going. Anything I can find just to keep my mind going and to keep my creative juices going and it just makes me happy it really makes me happy nonetheless so that's pretty much what I've been doing and yeah um binge watching tv shows like (laughs) I've always you know I've been that reality tv show junkie Mm -hmm. but now I've kind of gone over to different stuff like I watch the little fires everywhere the whole thing in a day Amazing show. My girl killed that show. Good. (laughs) So that show is so good. It's so good. So I watched that and now I'm on the um the Michael Jordan documentary of um The Last Dance, which is also phenomenal. Like I've just been learning. I think that documentary has been like a huge motivator for me and is really like it's just helping me through quarantine yeah. just to show like what MJ went through. Yeah. One thing that I took from that documentary was just like you see passion and determination. Mm-hmm. 
you know yeah. you see what it looks like when somebody is just so passionate and not just him like his fellow teammates and that sort of thing like everybody's individual journey and just like when I see them get those wins it's like I felt like I was oh, winning I was like I yo every episode oh god I'm like bawling okay every time because I'm just like yo I know that feeling of like I can relate to that feeling on my own level of like working so hard for something and getting that win you know mm-hmm. and and all of that but yeah but I love you know what you're saying about doing your creative shoots and stuff like that because that's kind of like where I'm at with it too and luckily like I still um meet up with like my writing partners and stuff um so that creative juice is still like flowing but as creatives like we're learning during this time that you really have to make the effort to keep those creative juices flowing and and to exercise them like they are else you're gonna go insane or get bored or you know what I mean? Like that's something that I've learned. And even like outside of the creative stuff, like I've been reading a lot more and, mm-hmm. you know, even just reading things about my craft. And um, I watch a lot of like master classes with directors, producers, actors who, you know, I look up to in the industry. So it's like really just like surrounding myself with the knowledge of like my industry. You know, I found that to be very helpful, but like Mm -hmm. I was saying, I feel like I was saying to you or, or maybe Tisha or somebody, I was just like, yo, like, like I've been, you know, doing budgets and that sort of thing and like doing a lot of reading and stuff like that. And I, I realized that as a creative, like I'm so used to doing things like with my hands and you know, acting and, and buying clothes and all this kind of stuff that I was like, yo, like, I felt like my brain was, was being like exercised in a new way when I started to like read more or, you know, write more and have to find like the, the right dialogue and the right, you know, all of that. And I'm just like, wow, like, you really don't think about that, like how important yeah. it is, to like exercise your brain, like a muscle, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Um, Cause it's one thing, even for us, like, I know, like for me, like if I'm cooking or doing whatever, it's like, I'll like play a sermon and I'll just be listening to like, you know, a, a church sermon or something like that's just like the vibe that I'm on. But like, it's very different from like, listening to the word and like reading the word you know what I mean it's like a different muscle so it's just like that's been a very um interesting like self-observation for me too and it's important and that's the other reason why I I appreciate the merchandising grocery job that I'm doing Mm. because there's numbers involved and me being a struggle with numbers I'm constantly rearranging them. It like how I see it is very different on the paper. So I have to really tap into that part of my brain and be like, all right, this is important. Because if I screw up this number, then it just screws up the order. So exercising that part of my brain is important. I'm also doing a lot of reading when it comes on to that 
part of my job as well. So yeah, all of those things are super important. But you mentioned something about procrastination and believe me, I was a huge procrastinator before and a bigger procrastinator now. Like it's, <laughs> it's actually, it's actually no, worse. Like, hard full here. transparency. Like, you know how many times you and I have tried to have a meeting? Yeah. <laughs> for the talk, And it's been like, okay, girl, tomorrow. <laughs> there was one time you called me and I was in bed. I called you. You're like, yo, I'm in bed. I haven't done anything. I'm like, yep, say no more. We'll do it tomorrow. <laughs> facts, facts. It was bad. Yeah. It was bad. And the actual phone call that we had where you called me on the phone. I seen your name pop up. I'm like, this is weird. Like, I've not seen Sharona's name on my phone. Ever, unless it's a WhatsApp conversation. So, yeah, this quarantine is wild, man. It's it's teaching me a lot about myself, a whole lot about myself. Yeah, totally. I totally agree. Um, then let's take a break, mm-hmm. and we'll be right back. We are back. Um. So, you know, being in quarantine, all that kind of stuff, and, you know, we have observed things about ourselves, and, you know, we got nothing but time to do all this self-reflection, as I'm sure many people listening um, can share in that that, um, sentiment as well. But one thing that has also become, um, we've become aware of is, like, how other people like are affected during this time, like in terms of mm-hmm. our relationships with other people, right? So it's not, it hasn't just had an effect on us, but it's had an effect on our relationships. And, and that might seem like an obvious thing to some people to some degree, but like, it's interesting. Like I, you brought up something to me like a few weeks ago, that didn't really even dawn on me, but it makes perfect sense. And it's the whole thing of how some friends might feel like super neglected during this time if you're not Mm -hmm. like checking in on them or Mm -hmm. there are people out there who are basically like measuring your friendship or your your love for them or loyalty to them or whatever you want to call it based on how you're checking for them at this time and I'm just like when you said that to me I was like wow like I get it it makes sense but like damn like I don't have that at all like I don't feel that way at all just Mm -hmm. my personality type and also like the friends who I am close with who know that I love them and care about them, it's like it's not really their personalities either. But then mm-hmm. I thought like maybe like there are there probably are like surrounding people who do feel some type of way. Yeah. It's it's um it's a real thing. I've been seeing a lot of memes 
go around. And I think that's where I got the conversation. That's why I, um, I got the topic from or the conversation from. Um, mm-hmm. There was a meme where it said, um, take, a, take a note at the people that are not checking up on you. They are not your real friends. And I was just like, hmm. Mm. At first, I was just like, okay, which which tin skin people are these people? Because <laughs> that was that was that was me at first. Because I'm just like, yo, are re- are people really feeling away right now? But then I was just like, okay, Janelle, not everybody thinks like you, <laughs> right? Certain people are very sensitive at this time, and certain people are just like really lost like they're probably like they're probably just they're just it's a very sensitive time and because maybe if you ask them yo are you okay and they'll probably be like yeah yeah yeah, i'm fine i'm fine but in actuality they want you to dive in deeper yeah they want you to pry yeah yeah you kind of just go on with your day and whatever and people are starting to feel ways about it and um I'm one of those people that will check up on people here and there. Like, it's just, there's a part of me that just does it. It's, I don't know what it is. I just, that's just me. And it has nothing to do with, oh my God, I want you to know that I'm there thinking about you and whatever, whatever. I'm one of those people that'll be like, yo, you're good. You're straight. I've done it with you. I've done it with people that I'm close with, people that I'm not really close with. Because I know it's, a, it's, a, it's an interesting time for people. Mm-hmm. Um, I've also done it for people. I've also done it um, to people and have gotten no response, which is fine. Mm. Which is fine. So it's like I get it to a degree, but I also feel that it shouldn't be a measure of people's like friendship because just because I'm not checking up on you doesn't mean that I don't care. I could be going through my own shit. And that's the thing, too, because there's moments in time where, although I've been checking up on people, like, I'm like, are you good? And they'll be like, yeah, I'm straight. I don't really get it back. So I guess they feel like I'm good. And I'm one of those people that I just don't care. Like, I mean, I'm not really looking for people to check up on me. It's nice, but I'm not, like, really pressing for it. But I know there's people that are also looking for it in return. and are looking at those people sideways so yeah and I think like it is that it is that thing of you know people might not be the way you are Mm -hmm. you know so like I know like for myself the way I am I'm I would consider myself quite low maintenance in my friendships like yeah I don't need to talk to my friends, my best friend, whoever it may be. I don't need to talk to those people every single day at all. You know what I mean? Um, Weeks could go by. And it's like, I know that when we do link, when we do connect, it's all love because it's just this genuine, you know, known thing between us. And for the most part, like the people who I do consider my close people are like that as well. You know what I mean? So it's like, I don't really, you know, but I understand that there are people who need a little bit more like 
caregiving, like a little bit more taken care of. Um, and for me, like, I would check up on people too. Like I do that. I, I, I won't say like, like I'm, I'm necessarily scrolling through my phone and being like, let me check up. on. Like if you genuinely come into my mind or my spirit, 100%, I'm going to hit you up. You know exactly. what I mean? Cause that, that would just be me on a regular day. Like without quarantine, without COVID, like that's just mm-hmm. me naturally. And what mm-hmm. I've found myself doing too, is even on Instagram, like if somebody responds to me, like to an IG story, and now they're in my DMs, it could be anything commenting on a picture, whatever the case may be, I find myself asking them like, well, how, how are you doing these days, you know, just yeah. naturally. So that that's somebody that's even more distant from me than exactly. one of my close friends. But to me, it doesn't matter because I'm like, genuinely wanting to know that everybody's good. But it's just mm-hmm. like, and again, like I, I personally, I don't know. See, this is when I get on my like bitchy ignorant shit. Cause it's like, I also don't have the capacity to like be consumed with everybody's feelings. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm not, you know, and I don't mean to sound like heartless or cold. And I know that, you know, there could be people who are in very vulnerable positions right now and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I have a heart towards that, but it's like, if you try to do the thing to make me feel like guilty or like bad about something like that's going to backfire on you. Cause like yeah. my fallback game is very strong. So mm-hmm. it's like, I'm not going to give you the attention that like you're trying to get, like, you know, I don't yeah. know. I, I hear you. I hear you. Cause there's, there's, there's those people that it's like, it's a pity party. They're looking right. for this oh, woe is me thing. And I I agree with you to a degree because I'm like, this is not just you, homie. This is everybody right now. Like, this is right, all you. Right. <laughs> this is the entire world. Like, this is not right. even just you that's going through this. Like, there's people out here that are really out here. Like, you're not alone on this. Like, you gotta, you're, you're allowed to be in your funk for however long but then you got to figure out what the next move is and I think that's people probably will probably think I'm a little bit bitchy or that I'm on I'm maybe a little insensitive but I'm thinking ahead of this like there's a times where I'm in my funk and I'm just like oh my god like what next what what's gonna happen whatever whatever but then there's times where I'm like this is not going to last forever. So mm-hmm. you got to think of the next game plan. Like, I'm not saying, oh, yeah, you got to go out there and go and find work and whatever. But you got to prepare yourself for what's after quarantine. Because they're mm-hmm. already starting to open up the city. And it's not mm-hmm. like, okay, you got you got to be mindful of, the opportunities that are out there, but you also have to be mindful of your health too. That's just mm-hmm. kind of where my head is going. Like I got a million and one other million and one things to worry about. When I'm out there, Absolutely. like I'm I'm out there and I'm working in these stores and it's it's not easy. It's 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 not easy at all. Like I'm dealing with my own shit. So I feel you on the whole, like, 
I am, I'm not really trying to be there for the pity party too much, but at the same time too, I do get it. I do understand. Yeah. yeah. And I remember hearing Jada Pinkett say recently, I guess it was like red table talk or something. And she was just like, this is a time, you know, we know the world is, you know, chaotic. So it seems, you know, whatever your belief is, like, we know, like, that God is still in control. And, you know, he gives the green light to every single thing that's happening. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? And, And this too shall pass. And we know that. But I remember Jada being like, in all the chaos, like, focus on what's going right. You know what I mean? Like, focus on the things that are going well for you Mm -hmm. and for your family, for your loved ones. Like it's really been a, um, it's really been a reality check in terms of, you know, we, we get so busy and consumed with, um, the vanity of life and Mm -hmm. money chasing and status chasing and all of this kind of stuff. But it's like, at the end of the day, your health is your wealth, you know? And it's like, it's like what you're saying, like when you focus on yourself in this time, like it's okay to like focus on yourself. And I think like our personalities, we've mastered that. So that's why Mm -hmm. we don't need to like look elsewhere for people to, kind of pacify us in that way and I don't mean that like in a heartless sort of way like it's always nice to be checked up on I I love it good when I get that random message or text or whatever you know it's great and and I would definitely do that for other people as well but it's like I'm not particularly looking for that because I I wake up in the morning and I spend time with myself and and my meditation and do what I need to do and I make sure that you know, my facials are happening and my deep conditioning is happening and my exercise is happening and I'm cooking my meals and I'm doing the things that make me happy, you know? And that is what is giving like me a peace of mind. But so I think like at the end of the day, um, yeah, it's it's very unfair to measure um, a friendship and or the validity of a friendship like in this time because you literally have no idea what people are going through individually it's not all about you you I agree like it's people just people gotta be the same people that's looking for it they gotta just be a very open they just gotta really think and just try to find their own happiness right now do things that are re- that really would try to make you happy like because people see you for instance and think that everything's cool and it probably and most likely it is but at the same time too I always think about your mom and I also always think about your mom is in there and I could yeah. I can see I can think about like yo that's why I message you here and there I even though I know that you're good and you're straight there's times where I'm just like, let me just message Sharona and see how she's doing. Because at the end of the day, you will say that you're good, but your mom is out there. And I know that some, like, you think about that a lot. Like, mm-hmm. <laughs> I message your mom to make that sure that she's good. So, yeah, people yeah. just got to be very, very mindful of what others are going through and just be okay with themselves right now. Focus 
on you and getting you mentally right yeah (laughs) speaking of focus on you um oh boy (laughs) yo like we could have focus on you i'm like where are you going (laughs) all i want to say is i've just made an observation that the quarantine thirst is very real and um for someone who has quite dormant dms <laughs> as myself for the most part they have been like thriving but not necessarily mm-hmm. like in a good way it's <laughs> just like yeah no like people like people's like like approach i don't know like mm-hmm. again like we've, we've talked about this a few times and it's just kind of like I don't know, like, are men just kind of in this spot, like, yo, the world's about to end, I'm shooting my shot, like, yo, what up, like, you know, like, yeah. I don't know, like, what is that, like, is, like, what's happening on, like, the online circuit? That's funny, that, that's funny that you say that, because I just got a message online. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. Just got a message online right now, that's funny, but, um, Okay, so not just online dating has been popping, but like social media dating, like the Instagram, LinkedIn, Twitter has been a free-for-all right Mm -hmm. now. Like an absolute free-for-all. Men, I don't know what's like, men are going to have to come into our comments and or in our behind the stage um, DMs and kind of tell us what women are doing right now when they're trying to shoot their shot. But mm. I know for, cause I'm interested to hear that, <laughs> but um, I know men right now, they're, they're, they're feeling the itch. Like they're like, okay, what's good. Like it's everybody is online and especially with online dating, like on all the sites, everybody mm-hmm. is on there and i know with um a few of the sites like tinder and there's a t- other one named black where it's just black black people interesting <laughs> yeah it's this new app called black it's pretty much tinder but for black people obviously you'll find other races <laughs> in there which is interesting what they've done now with um tinder and also black they've um they've broadened how far you can go to meet somebody online or how far you can how far your match can be before there was a certain amount of kilometers that you can meet like to match with somebody so for instance for for tinder before quarantine i think the max amount um of kilometers i think it was 250 kilometers so that was probably somewhere in the states Mm. now now it's pretty much you can meet anybody around the world so (laughs) i've matched with people that have lived that live in africa (laughs) really yep africa england jamaica like it's wild and it's until like sometimes they hide where they are until you like connect with them 
they'll tell you like one guy he connected with me and I'm just like okay was this guy in Toronto before then went to, back home he told Man's me he was for in, a visa I'm joking let's see. but he was in Cape Town he was in mm-hmm. Cape Town great job everything and I'm just like I don't know if this gonna work right now because who knows when these borders are gonna open back up like that's kind of been my thing right now even with this whole long I remember like you know over the past little while you've kind of gone back and forth in your emotion or your thoughts towards meeting somebody locally and meeting yeah. someone overseas yeah and it's kind of yeah like because yeah I mean even for the people know. who are in long distance relationships right now it's like yeah. That can't be easy. Yeah. It's rough. It's not it's not easy right now. Like those those relationships are gonna they're you have to put in a lot of work for it. Like it's not it's not easy. And I'm having a lot of second thoughts on it. As much as I love like dating men outside of Toronto, I'm kind of looking here now. do you find find that you might be opening open to like recycling dudes and what i mean by that is like you might have given a man a talk in like 2012 and i gave him a few years to grow and then like he pulls up like how does that how is that? Do you have that experience? And do you guys act like you, you don't know each other? Oh, hey, you. Or is it like, or is it like, oh, you, okay. Like what, like, who are you now? You know, are you different from you were in 2012? Or is it just an automatic write-off? Cause it's like, mm, I already know you. Like, you know what's crazy? I, I still kind of talk to a lot of my exes. So it's mm-hmm. like, kind of like, I, I I know what I'm getting myself into, and majority of them have definitely leveled up, which is great. But mm-hmm, I don't mm-hmm. see myself going in that direction anymore. Like, mm. like there's one in particular which you know. There's one in particular that is kind of like you know, mm-hmm. <laughs> with, yeah, you know. But yeah. other than that, it's kind of like mm, no I know because no. it's, it's like yes there's a familiarity there but then you also want that and I find like that's where I'm at you know I've obviously been very open you know with the fact that I am not you know actively dating currently and whatever and and it's not that like I don't want to but it's just like Literally, I just have not, you know, I will admit that like, you know, in the past and everything, like I literally have not, I haven't like been open, like, like, like vibrations wise, like I can be anywhere, I can be in an environment, whether we're at a party or any sort of gathering or wherever the hell we are. Mm -hmm. And it's like, there's a level of like openness that I feel like you have to have that Mm -hmm. makes you um, 
approachable and it's more of this like unspoken vibration that's the best way i can say it it's not me literally you know yelling at the top of my lungs like niggas i'm here like it's not that it's just this openness like you know i i'm the type who is like you know um i i am guilty of being the person who will like deliberately avoid eye contact because like i don't want you to come talk to me you know and it's like i'm not afraid of people but it's just like I, I feel like I can just look at you and be like, mm, nah, like, nah, I don't, I'm not interested in what you have to say. So don't come talk to me, which I know is like horrible, you know, but I'm trying to like change. <laughs> but what I'm, what all that to say, like, there was a time where I thought to myself, um, I probably will end up with somebody who I already know or who I've known from before and we've lost contact and regained contact or you it you know say that we were high school friends and, and I always say that and you know why I say that is because I was like yo I don't really want the chore of like getting to know somebody like from scratch 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 that was my old mentality that is yeah. no longer mentality because now I feel like yo I've been single for all this time mm -hmm. you know I've been doing all of this you know personal development like she is ready and she is mm -hmm. going to be like a prominent player in society <laughs> like you know Absolutely. so it's like, yes. like I was like because of that I would feel almost um ripped off if I just ended I know this is weird and wild and crazy and ridiculous but this is just my theory I would feel almost like ripped off if I if I just ended up with somebody who was just around the whole time like why can't I find you know meet that brand new person and then we are literally like starting from scratch you know like True. but then you think about like time and you think about like yo I don't have like I'm not interested in like just casually dating you for the next five years. Like, nah, like we're not doing that either. So it's just like, I don't know. It's, it's a very interesting thing right now, this Ooh. whole dating situation. But I feel like overall, I can honestly say that like now where I'm at, like mentally and emotionally, Ooh. I can say at the very least, I am now like vibrating. Like I'm now like giving off vibrations and now like <laughs> now, well, I mean, now, you know, <laughs> I'm in the house, but like when we do go outside, I feel like my vibes and my antennas will be on, you know, yeah, hilarious. You're hilarious. You know, people are going to think that when you say you're vibrating, people are going to think you're using a vibrator. Eh? So oh. <laughs> well, I mean, shoot. <laughs> Ain't no shame. But, but let me, let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. So I did a post a few days ago where I was just in my own little world, my own thoughts, and really wondering, like, just how, like, I, I see the couples on Instagram and they're quarantining together, like the married couples and so on. And there's mm -hmm. a part of me that just kind of felt, I was in my feelings, very much so. Mm -hmm. I felt like, you know, I wish 
there was this person that I can quarantine with, whether mm. going to their place, because I know women and men who do not live in the same house. They live mm-hmm. in the same city and they're going to go see each other regardless. Like I know people that are doing that. And I'm just like, hmm, I wonder, I wonder like, could that, like I, there's a part of me that wants that. So have you actually kind of been thinking about maybe like, do you wish that you were kind of in a relationship right now and kind of had that quarantine buddy? Um, No, <laughs> like, like I, <laughs> and that sounds very contradicting to what I do said, but um, I, I would say that I would, um, I would definitely like a want and appreciate and value a relationship right now, but just mm-hmm. because, just because of where I am in life. It yeah. wouldn't have anything to do with quarantine. So like yeah. in, in short, I don't know. I, I don't feel um, lonely in that mm-hmm. sense. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, my, my desire for a relationship now in my life has more to do with um, the desire to um, build with somebody. Absolutely. And and have that balance of um work and and relationship like in that whereas when I was younger I didn't think I can those two things could coexist cuz I know mm-hmm. that I get super wrapped up in my work and mm-hmm. you know and in the past it's I've been one of two extremes I've been either super wrapped up in my work and single or like in a relationship and not doing my work at all. You know what yeah. I mean? Mm-hmm. So I'm just not either of those things anymore. So it's kind of like my desire for relation. And of course, just the natural things of, you know, I- I'm a lover of love. I love relationships. I love the idea of marriage and building a family and having children, all those wonderful things. But but I really do honor um and value like having a life partner, like somebody to yeah. do life with, you know? Yeah. So that is my, that's what's like, it. that's the part that's itching in me. But as far as like this actual quarantine time, it's like, no, I don't feel, I don't feel like that lonely thing or yeah. like I would want somebody to just cuddle with every night. Like, nah, <laughs> <I'm cool. laughs> me. And then that's why, sorry, not to cut you off one more thought, but like, that's why, you know, I thought to myself, like, maybe I could be a person who does a long distance relationship because again, I'm almost like low maintenance to a fault in a sense where it's like, I don't need my man to be all up under me every minute either, but I do want you to be there like for my convenience. Yes, I want you to be there, but I don't want you to be there. You could yeah. be over there, just not here. <laughs> over there, I can see you from where I'm at. <laughs> I think for me, it's it's a bit of mixed 
it's mixed because when quarantine first started, I'm just like, oh yeah, like this is great. And then there was a another part of me a few weeks later that I was just like, okay, getting kind of lonely. Let me see what's going on online. And then all of a sudden, it's kind of like, I just don't have a desire to be online anymore. Like I just, I just don't. Like I'm just, I'm kind of just in my own little zone, getting me right. And still kind of, I still believe there's going to be a summer in Toronto. I still feel like it. It's not going to be obviously the turn up. But I feel like we're just going to have to make our own fun. And I'm excited for that. Um, but there's, during this time, being alone, I have been thinking a lot about relationships, a lot about possibly meeting somebody, marriage, um, even the whole idea of children. Like, I think it's becoming more apparent that I don't know if I want a child. I just, Mm -hmm. there's there's this maternal, there's this part of, there's this thing of me that feels that I'm not maternal. I don't know. Mm -hmm. I I feel it when I'm with my niece, Mm -hmm. but then that's a different type of love. I don't know if I'm, there yet to have my own I was actually having a talk like this with my homegirl yesterday and I'm just like I don't know Mm -hmm. I don't know I'm just Mm -hmm. not I'm not sure maybe we'll change when I meet somebody but right now I'm I'm okay but I do kind of flip back and forth with Mm -hmm. a little lonely around these times I'm not even gonna yeah I get that I get that and I think like even to you know, be open and candid with the with the feeling that you may not feel super maternal and stuff is like a very um, important self-reflection moment, like for yourself, you know what I mean? Because there are a lot of people who bring babies into this world who never give themselves that chance to figure that part out within themselves they're kind of just thrusted into a position because oh like I just I got pregnant so I guess I'm gonna be a mom now you know Mm -hmm. versus like there are people who all they want is to be a mom and they don't really care if the man is around or if he's not around or how Mm -hmm. it happens they just want that baby you know just to call their own or whatever um and then like you said like you that can very well change when you find the person you know Mm -hmm. to be like because maybe when you discover that you might have somebody in your life who is committed and wants the same thing you want and wants to be in the relationship and wants to work you know make it work and is here for the long haul that might change that feeling or that thought like hmm, maybe I can like build a family with this person yeah Um, for me I find that like it's so interesting it is such an interesting observation I am having like baby fever like nobody's business like I am like every little child that I see 
like from newborn to toddler or whatever I'm just like it's like an instant like warming within me but it it's so it's so strange because I'm also the person who is terrified of that level of responsibility because I I see you know my friends who have kids you know my own parents whoever and it's like they are straight up superheroes Mm -hmm. um but I have seen with my own two eyes like how they have laid their own lives down and Mm -hmm. put their own lives on hold um you know to 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 be there for your child and I know that that's naturally what I'm going to want to do too. You know what I mean? And, but because I'm like nowhere close to where I want to be in my life, as far as like career and that sort of thing. And, and just kind Mm -hmm. of setting up the type of life and the type of lifestyle that I would want to give my children. It's like, I, that's why I'm not making that step yet, but it's like, man, like, because I know that automatically my hustle will be slowed down for a, a significant amount of time if That's I don't. Yeah, if if I don't already prepare myself, like get myself to a good position where, you know, I can kind of keep my pace, and I know that I'll have help around me, family, and all that kind of stuff. But it's just at the end of the day, you will forever be responsible for this human being. Like I will no longer just be responsible for Sharona Osborne. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's a reality check. But then of course, like we, we look at like, you know, just where we are in life and our age and all the things. And it's like, man, like I see, and I admire the people who are taking that step because it's such a huge responsibility to, embark on and it's like I couldn't imagine like I we've seen countless times people doing it all the hell by themselves but Mm -hmm. it's man like that shit is hard by yourself like you know seeing it now even more than ever because look how look look what's going on now like there's school is school is done <laughs> like nobody's going back to school right now so you have these parents taking care of their kids around the clock and they're working from home they're doing homeschooling like it's a lot of work yeah ma'am and I think about you know the waking up and who's gonna get the baby now and <laughs> you know the waking up in the middle of the night and the feeding and the, and just the toll that it takes and you know just on on people on your body on your you mentally emotionally the toll that it might take on the relationship like all those things but i think like at the core like if you're with somebody who you know you, you you're both signing up for the same thing you know to truly have a partnership in whatever life brings it kind of makes it easier in some cases but it's also one of those things where everyone can talk a good game yeah I'll be there I got you but then it's like you won't really know until you're actually in the situation and then you can't be like ah I give this baby back because my nigga tripping and I like you know you can't do that either so it's like whoo child it's a lot it's a lot
but not indeed. But yeah, it's interesting. Um, but anyways, you know, everybody knows what time it is. Dry cleaning the spill tea. So we were talking about like how we've been binge watching shows and that sort of thing. And I know you and I, and I'm sure many people who are listening are fans of the show Insecure. Mm-hmm. Um, and like, love everything that Issa's doing. They just got picked up for season five. So Amazing. like, so good. So encouraging for that. But like one thing about Insecure, why I love it so much and I'm always going to be loyal to it is because that show is so damn grounded in reality. Like the awkwardness of life, the awkwardness yeah. of relationships, of friendships, right? It's like mm-hmm. every episode you can just be like, yo, I either know that experience, I've had that experience, or I know somebody who's had that experience. Like, the writing is just so bomb. So, like, the past episode, um, well, I guess, yeah, the most, since, yeah, by the time we launch this, well, another episode would have come out, but (laughs) that's not what we're referring to. um, Where... So Molly and Issa were kind of having a little beef, just not really seeing eye to eye in their friendship. And then Mm -hmm. Issa needed a favor from Molly and Molly, Mm -hmm. you know, that, that required Molly to ask her man to like get some music artists um, to perform at Issa's event. And Molly basically said to Issa, like, yeah, like, honestly, like, nah, I'm not really going to do that for you right now because I value my relationship and I don't really, like, want to bother my man with that. And then Issa kind of, like, went through the back door in a way and basically, like, asked asked Molly's man to do the thing, mm-hmm. um, which ended up with the artist performing and it ended up being a great success for Issa. When Molly learned that Issa did that, she looked at it as she did it behind her back and got mad. Like you went to my dude to ask him this favor when I told you not to basically. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's just where they're at right now. And it was like this beef to the point where they were almost about to fight. And mm-hmm. um, yeah, like what are, what is your thoughts about that? Like how, like, where do you stand on that? Do you think that Molly is, um, you know, is correct in her stance of of feeling some type of way towards Issa and Issa described the thing as like yo Molly like you was really really gonna watch me fail at my event just because you're trying to beef over some like made up bullshit right now like really like you know (laughs) so it's like what who like what side would you be on Okay, so first of all, Molly is low-key hiding the real issue on why she's pissed. That whole thing with her being upset at the fact that Issa went behind um, her back and asked her man to, I believe, ask Nathan, uh, I think he asked Nathan or something of that nature, to help with the whole artist. Um, I'm sure she was a little upset about that, but that's not the real issue. Molly is just feeling ways that 
this is just my opinion. Maybe that maybe they're just growing apart. Maybe she's being a little sensitive right now because you see how Issa every now and then is throwing a little jab at her that she would once laugh off. She would just laugh about before. Now all of a sudden she's really taking it to heart. So I feel like there's some other underlining issue that she's feeling towards Issa and she's not really being transparent with her. And this one little thing, or maybe to her a big thing, kind of was just the little cherry on the top, which now is causing this rift. And um, the reason why I, I see it like that is because I've been in that situation before with a friend of mine. Same thing, where it was like, it was just all this built up, like one little thing would just be, okay, you're annoyed at this, you're annoyed at this, you're annoyed at this, without mm -hmm. actually telling me what's up. Mm -hmm. And what ends up happening is <clears throat> eventually there's just this rift and there's this unspoken tension and we don't know what's going on. And then we just kind of go our separate ways. That's with, what happened. Without resolving the issue? Yep, without resolving the issue. That's exactly what happens with a, a close friend of mine who I once considered like a best friend. We were very, very cool. And within maybe a few months, after, like I'd say it was like in 2015, 2016, we just were going in totally different directions. Um, I wasn't really in the party scene as much. She was just starting to go into that because she wanted to get into a specific industry. And um, yeah, it was just this unspoken tension. And one little thing turned into this huge blow up. So you guys had a blow up? Hello? Like, Hold on, you cut, cut out for a little bit. So what'd you say? Did you guys have a blow up? Yeah, we did have a blow up. Mm. Um, yeah, and it was for something so stupid. Just so stupid. But because no one was really transparent with one another, mm -hmm. it kind of just like just turned into something big we didn't talk for like three to four years and it was until quarantine where I felt you know what let me just check up on her make sure she's good and I did and we kind of just hashed it out during quarantine mm. <laughs> so yeah it was quarantine that kind of have us we're right back on good ground again look like, at quarantine just pulling friendships together trust me pulling friendships together so um i do feel though that isa was a bit wrong for going behind molly's back even though molly said like you know she really wants to work on this um relationship with I believe his name was Andrew mm -hmm. and um, she didn't want to get 
like any type of thing into her personal life, which I get. Like, I believe in friendships. There should be some boundaries. There definitely mm-hmm. should be some boundaries, especially if the boundaries are clear. Like, I don't feel like somebody, like your friend should overstep that boundary. So I do get where she was coming from. Okay. So my take on the whole thing is, um, like you said, Molly, for those people who are also following the show, it's clear and it has been clear since probably the second episode of this latest season that Molly is feeling some type of way towards Issa in general. And that's mainly because she feels like she's been trying to have a conversation with Issa about her iffiness about her relationship and not knowing. And Molly's also been vocal about like, hey, this is the first time that I've been this serious about somebody you know what I mean so I can see that she's nervous about it and is looking to her homegirl to to talk and Mm -hmm. Issa because she's planning this thing and super busy with her own career that's finally going in the direction she wants it to go she's been busy and so she's been putting Molly on the back burner so Molly's underlining frustration was that to me so now when this whole situation happens you know Issa says hey girl can you ask your man if he can do this for me and molly mm-hmm. kind of puts up that wall puts up the defense um you know what i my relationship is this i'm kind of trying to create a boundary i don't really want to mix like personal with business so nah i'm not gonna ask him mm-hmm. and then isa did not go to her man herself she went through her friend who is the best friend of the dude right for for those mm-hmm. who can follow So she had another man approach Molly's man um, to basically get the job done. And where I see it is for me personally, I don't think Issa was wrong in this situation. And the reason why I say that is because when, when they did have the blow up in the episode, Issa said, she's like, yo, you were okay with watching my, my, um, event fail just because yep. you created this imaginary rule to relationships now and the reason why molly did that was also a little bit out of spite like mm-hmm. nah you haven't answered my calls for the past two weeks so nah i'm not gonna ask my nigga to do something for you so that's kind of like a more spiteful thing whereas mm-hmm at the end of the day, your best friend is about to embark on a big thing in her career and real, and you are basically like laying in bed with the gatekeeper. Like you can't just, you know what I mean? So that's how Issa was looking at it. So Issa, I feel like Issa would have overstepped. I would have looked at it as Issa overstepping if she, you know, Jim Screech and found Molly's man's number and called him on the Lolo. That I would not, I would have a problem with. But the fact that she went to her homeboy and was like, hey, that's your dude, that's your roommate. Can you just holler at him for me? Because Molly's tripping right now. And in order to make her event successful, like, I don't see the issue with that. I feel like Molly is acting out of spite um, because she is, and and to Issa, you know, to to Issa's defense too, Issa is kind of also, 
not even paying attention to the cues of her homegirl. Like, yo, I'm hurting. I'm confused. I need to talk and you're not there for me. So that's exactly. hurtful. That's hurtful. But should it have gotten to the degree of like, yo, I don't care if your event mashes up. Oh, well, you know, what I mean, that to me is not cool. Like, I feel like the relationship should be stronger and tighter than, mm-hmm. um, than that sort than having that as like the end result, you know what I mean? So very interesting because both sides are valid to a degree, you know what I mean? But it's like, um, yeah, I I can't say that I've, that I've been in that situation before. Um, Mm -hmm. But no, I won't say that. I feel like I probably have at some point in time, Years and years and years ago when I was much younger. And I think like, cause so when you said that you didn't talk to your friend for like four or five years, it's like, to me, that's like a pride thing, which I've yeah. probably been in that situation because of pride as well. Cause mm-hmm. the one thing that I respect about Issa and Molly's dynamic is that they have those uncomfortable conversations with each other. They don't, mm-hmm they'll they'll bring each other aside and be like hey can I talk to you for a second like you know what I mean whereas I feel like women in real life don't do that as often as we probably should because you have it just with your example like four or five years can go by Mm -hmm. you know and it's just like wow like how did we let all this time go by so very interesting but like I really respect that show for like giving us that gaze of like real reality within like adult women friendships, you know? Yeah. And, and um, cause it's not always drama in a way of like, we're fighting over a dude. It's not that it's like, yeah. you know, it's, it's our relationship. Do you think it like last point regarding um, insecure, do you think mm-hmm. it has to do with maybe Issa just being like busy and so on because she's so focused on the project and it's actually flourishing. Do you feel like like Molly's feeling a type of way in regards to that? Maybe that maybe Issa doesn't really have a lot of time for her or that they're kind of going in different directions and Molly's feeling ways that maybe could be the whole thing because I've been in situations like that as well where it's just we're going in different directions um or maybe one friend is just a little bit more busy that one friend that you thought is just always there and is kind of like almost now it's almost like Issa and Molly are on the same level where Molly was a little bit ahead of Issa so she kind of felt comfortable with that. But now that yeah. Issa is kind of on the same level as Molly, Molly probably feels a little, she's not, she doesn't really know how to handle that. Yeah, absolutely. I definitely think that is something. And I think that is a, a real reality amongst friendships. But whether it be like women and women or men and men, where it's like everybody's cool and comfortable when you you do the thing that you've always been doing. But as soon as you level up in any kind of way, it's like, hold on, hold on, whoa, whoa, whoa. 
Like, I'm not used to you having your shit together this way. Exactly. You know what I mean? Because both of them have been vocal with saying like, yo, you're the one who's always like sabotaging your relationships. You're the one who always needs a favor from somebody. You're the one who's always like ruining shit when things are going good. Like, so they dig at each other because they, they know those traits within each other. So it's like now Molly wants to be serious about a man, you know, now Issa wants to be serious about her career. It's like, whoa, like who is this new person? So Mm -hmm. yeah, for sure sure that, that will definitely um, bring feelings out for sure. Yeah. Such a good show. Yeah. So good. So good. (laughs) So we should continue to like, you know, ride this insecure wave and see like where it goes. Cause it literally makes for good conversation. It really does. So now we're going into off figure tip and (laughs) my off figure tip. I believe I spoke about it this, this episode, um, in the beginning of the episode where I feel that we should just do things that make us happy during this time. Mm -hmm. Um, These are unprecedented times. And um, many of us are home, not doing anything. Um, It could be nerve wracking. At first, it was great because many of us were looking for a time to just chill out, not work, and just kind of relax. And um, I don't know about you, but when this quarantine first hit, I thought it was just going to be a max, maybe a month, max. That's what I was thinking. Yeah, did not expect it to be this long or longer. Yeah, yeah. And then (laughs) as the cases started to grow and certain restrictions started to happen, I'm like, okay, so we are really in this. And um, yeah, shit's about to get real. So yeah, we got to find an outlet. And um, I'm one of those people that is constantly um, Googling COVID Ontario because Mm -hmm. there's this satisfaction. It's very eerie. I don't understand it. There's a satisfaction I get to know the COVID numbers. Really? (laughs) I don't know what it is. It's like if I don't know, if I can't, I've tried to go hours not knowing the number and I feel that I'm missing something. Wow. <laughs> because it's almost giving me like this hope. If I see the numbers going down, it gives me this hope that we're on the right track. And um mm-hmm. when COVID first started and the numbers were like four, then three, then four, and there was a time where it was five, and I was just like, whoa, okay, this is getting way too crazy now. So I had to kind of train myself not to go online for a bit. I just I just couldn't do it. Um, I've even muted some Instagram accounts that are constantly talking about COVID. Mm-hmm. It was just getting it was just getting out of control. Like 
it was just getting way too much, especially when it comes on to COVID deaths, not necessarily in Canada, but just around the world, which is becoming too sad for me. So I've kind of trained myself not to really look at those things, forced myself not to do it, and really tap into my creativity. Um, and just look at good things on Instagram. Like, I'm obsessed with your cooking stuff. <laughs> like, <laughs> I'm obsessed with it because it's it's just so, it's so good. Like, it's like, this is what you love. Yeah. You're on it. Um, I'm seeing people like certain, like the battles that are happening online, the versus battles. Yeah. Like, I love, I yes. love them. Like that baby face and Teddy Riley one was yes. so wow. good. I was in my bag. Me too. <laughs> like baby face and me, like I love baby face. Mm-hmm. So I was in my glory when I saw that. So um just really tapping into things you love, whether it be music. Um I've picked up knitting. I haven't <laughs> knitted since I was in elementary school and I was worked in I do some stuff at Walmart obviously and um just felt go into the knitting section and just picked up a thing of yarn Mm -hmm. and I mean I haven't really picked it up recently (laughs) but it's it's there it's in the environment yeah it's in the environment I'm I'm coloring I picked up a coloring book Mm, yes I love, I hmm? yeah I love I love what you're saying and as far yeah. as just do the things that you love because we're people are so caught up in like oh you know and we're all like that because we're all like yeah. okay well you know where's my next dollar coming from how can I mm-hmm. you know start this new business or learn this new skill or whatever but like to really just be okay with just doing the things that are could also just be completely unrelated to your career path or whatever yeah. but are just yeah. your interests you know yeah like even just instead of just with me taking the photos those photo shoots that I've been doing and just posting them online I'm like okay let me go on TikTok and kind of figure out how to make these videos cool and then mm-hmm. I went on another app today to figure out how to make that video cool that I posted and learning different tips and tricks like I'm not techie by no Mm -hmm. means but I'm using another part of my brain to be techie so yeah anything that makes you happy do it do it right now and just like you never know you may be unlocking that potential that you never thought that you had like that skill that you never thought that was there Absolutely. it could be very useful in the long run so like I encourage everybody to just really like take control of your mind and your creativity whatever it may be whatever it may be right. just do whatever makes you happy and that's my tip nice thank you for that um yeah guys thanks for listening thanks for being here on our one year anniversary shout out to you guys um as always you know nothing has changed hit us up holler at us blow us up we got all the time to read all the dms 
emailed, whatever, behind the stage, uh, T-H-A um, at yeah. Gmail. It's behind the stage on Instagram. Um, yeah, it's been fun. It's been uh, amazing. And we actually yeah. managed to get it done. <laughs> yes, we managed yes. to get this episode Our schedules done. and everything. So God is good. And um, yeah, man, like just it's so I think like this pod is also like a testament to like watering your gifts and allowing your um, allowing your your trials to be your testimony and to be mm -hmm. your triumph. You know what I mean? Because it's like we are sharing our experiences and our stories um, and you just have no idea who is being impacted by what, you know what I mean? And I think like, that's always like the greatest gift. Um, yeah. So in closing, I have a quote here for us. Um, like I said earlier in the pod, I've been watching a lot of, um, master classes from, you know, people who I consider my mentors in the industry um, and all that kind of stuff. So I was watching one from an actor named Will Catlett and mm -hmm. uh, he had a saying uh, and an acronym. So it was serve, serve your greatness. And the word serve was an acronym for surrender, energy, relax, victory, and excellence. So mm -hmm. to me, you know, surrender to your own greatness, pour your mm -hmm. energy to your own greatness, relax into your own greatness, find the victory within your own greatness, and be excellent in your own greatness. And that's just the vibe. That's just the, you know, the energy that I'm on, the vibe that I want to carry with me daily. Um, and I encourage you guys to do the same because we all have that thing inside of us that is worthy, that, is worth, that is worth something. Um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Until next time. You know what I'm saying? Bye. Peace. I was definitely a video girl in this time. Yeah, I was a video girl. Abstract, you know my sticky D in here. Get on the square, it's the year. But join your girl this school. To the joint in the club, in the car, the crew. Bro, look, the movement is on.